This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley, and last week we had Craig Mauger on, the fine reporter for state politics for the Detroit News, and there was just too much stuff to get through in one interview, so we brought him back on this week. Craig, thanks so much for having patience and time for us today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. All right, let's dive into it. I really want to talk state politics. So from your estimation, what is the state of Michigan's Democratic Party? Well, the Democratic Party is sitting pretty right now when it comes to getting election victories. I mean, they're in the majority in the state legislature for the first time in nearly 40 years. They hold the governor's office with Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Um, They hold the attorney general's office, the secretary of state's office. Democrats are getting everything on their agenda that they want done right now. I mean, they accomplished a lot of their major goals during the first half of 2023 with their new power. We saw the reforms to the state's gun laws. We saw a lot of laws benefiting unions put in place, repealing right to work, for instance. These were momentous accomplishments by the Democrats. Now they're gearing up for the final few months of this year. And the questions are, what are they going to be able to do for the last few months of the year? Now, from your estimation, what's the state of Michigan's Republican Party? I mean, they're the complete opposite of everything I said about the Democrats. They're out of power. They can't get anything done. They're having trouble raising money. At least their official state party accounts are having trouble raising money. There's infighting throughout the party. There's a lot of division and uncertainty, and that's what losing causes in politics. When you're out of power, there's a lot more finger pointing and there's no one to be at the helm of the ship getting everybody to row in the same direction. And that's where the Republican Party is. There's no leader. I think it's possible that Donald Trump will continue to lead this presidential primary race and he'll get the nomination again and he'll effectively become the leader of the Republican Party in Michigan and across the country But there's still going to be problems and divisions at the ground level in the state. And you don't have to look any further than the U.S. Senate race in Michigan to kind of see these problems. Michigan normally, in a normal cycle where the Republicans were organized and ready to go, there'd probably be one, two, three, maybe four well-known Republicans looking to run for an open U.S. Senate seat because Debbie Stabenow is not running again. But really, there's no prominent headline, top-tier, proven candidate for the Republicans who's in this race so far. There are some that are poised to get in, but none of them are in it right now. And the election, you know, is a little over a year away. Michigan's Republican Party, as you and I discuss, is in disarray. I was at the Republican convention in February, and there was just a lot of infighting. And as I mentioned to you before, My mind is blown on not only the national party, but the state party in regards to do you want to win elections? And everybody wants to have their say and do it their way. There's no unity. And in the state of Michigan, it seems like all that West Michigan money is staying over there right now. There's infighting. There's no money in the coffers for the state party. Do you see this changing at all? There's two ways I would answer that. One would be there is nothing that brings a political party that's in disagreement together like an election. So as the next election in 2024 rolls around, you're going to see some natural unity among the Republicans as they try to 
you know, win the presidency, get Joe Biden out of office as they try to recapture the state house. That's going to bring people together to a certain extent. But the other way to look at this is, and I think this is just, you know, it's an equal force to the others. The Republicans are completely divided, not only over who should be in charge, but what the message and what the goal is of the party. I mean, we're seeing from the Michigan Republican Party apparatus itself, almost weekly, they're putting out information saying the 2020 presidential election was stolen. If you talk to the actual Republican lawmakers in the state house, the people that have to go out there and have their name on the ballot, they will tell you generally that that message of relitigating what happened in 2020 is a losing message and the party has to be more focused on the future. So you have this disagreement between the party activists and the people who have their name on the ballot and are out there the ones actually trying to win votes over and talking to these voters who are in the middle and this division within the party on strategy. How does that resolve itself? In the next year, I don't see it resolving itself. I think it's going to be something that they're going to have to deal with and have a conflict over for a long time to come. Craig, will Michigan be a battleground state in 24? I think it will. I think it will to a certain extent. I think when Donald Trump's name is on the ballot in Michigan, and if he's the Republican nominee, he has a coalition of Michigan voters that other Republican candidates have not been able to put together. And it involves these union workers. It involves some blue collar voters who won't generally vote for a Republican like Mitt Romney. They're a no on Mitt Romney. But a candidate like Donald Trump is able to get these people to vote red. And what did we see last time in 2020? Trump kept Michigan close. He lost by only three percentage points. So I think under that, it's still a battleground state. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business. We're talking with Craig Mauger, who's a state politics reporter for the Detroit News. When we come back, we're going to ask Craig how much independence, how big will their role be in the next election? We'll do that next here on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Looking for office furniture on a budget? Stop by the office outlet at 516 North Larch in downtown Lansing and save. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. The office outlet has a huge selection of new and used office furniture from brand name manufacturers, all at discounted prices. Save 50 to 90% on used seating, desks, files, and more. The office outlet is your destination for office furniture on a budget. Visit us online at officeoutletyes.com. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley talking with Craig Mauger from the Detroit News. Craig, this next election cycle here in 24, how much of a role will independent voters play? I mean, they're going to play a huge role. I mean, those people in the middle decide elections in Michigan. In recent times, when Republicans have won at the top of the ticket, They have nominated candidates who can speak to those moderate voters. Think about Rick Snyder. I mean, think about what he did in 2010 and 2014. He was a guy who spoke to voters in the middle, who was not on board with his party's views 
on every subject. He disagreed with Republican lawmakers on a lot of issues, but he was able to win in areas that Republicans have not been able to win since he hasn't been on the ballot anymore. So, I mean, he's just an example of how these independent voters are crucial in Michigan. And we've seen this swing. Those voters in the middle have gone from supporting Republican candidates like Rick Snyder, like Ruth Johnson when she was up for secretary of state a few years ago. And now those independent voters are voting for Jocelyn Benson, the Democratic Secretary of State, voting for Gretchen Whitmer, the Democratic governor, in large numbers because they feel like the Democratic candidates are more so speaking to them in the middle. Greg, we had the opportunity to interview Rick Snyder when he was running for his first term. I'll never forget when Tim Skubik came on my radio program and said, there is no way Rick Snyder is going to win. And then the self-proclaimed nerd just went out and won. So who knows what's going to happen? But I now want to talk to you about the Senate seat. Debbie Stabenow is retiring. I know that from the Republican side that Mike Rogers is raising money. He's meeting with power brokers in the state of Michigan. I think he's going to be the guy. What do you think? And are there others who are thinking about putting their hat in the ring? I mean, there are others thinking about putting their hats in the ring on the Republican side. Mike Rogers is a really experienced politician. He is touted as a great campaigner. But keep in mind, he hasn't run for office in many years now. So you wonder with how much the Republican Party has changed in the Trump era, do the new people who make up the base of the Republican Party, do they know who Mike Rogers is? And does his brand of politics appeal to those people? And I think that there is an opening for some more Trump-like candidate to give Mike Rogers a really solid run in a Republican primary if that happens. There are other people looking at it. James Craig, the former Detroit police chief, has been looking at it. There's a Republican in the race by the name of Nikki Snyder, who's a member of the State Board of Education. She's much less known than Mike Rogers across the state, but she does hold a state office. And there's lots of grassroots kind of these base Republican voters who like Nikki Snyder. One-on-one with Mike Rogers, Nikki Snyder might get some attention from those base voters and get propelled upward. If we get this crowded field, it's going to be tougher for her. But I think this field is still taking shape. Another person sitting out there is former U.S. House member Peter Meyer. He hasn't said what his plans are, but he could get in this race and really shake things up. I mean, the name Meyer is so well known across the state. The Trump voters won't support him. Could there be enough voters for him to find a path to the nomination who aren't swayed by Trump's statements? We'll see. It's been documented that Alyssa Slotkin was able to get a lot of help from Nancy Pelosi in fundraising in her efforts to become a congresswoman. And as I'm sure you've heard, she is going to run for that Senate seat. What do you know about that and what chance does she have? I mean, Slotkin has a really great chance to be the Democratic nominee and, you know, probably is the favorite to win this seat right now. She's got some Democratic opponents, one of them being actor Hill Harper. And that race is going to be competitive, I think, on the Democratic side. But Slotkin has this ability to raise money that none of these other potential candidates have. I mean, she just regularly is bringing in millions of dollars. She has a fundraising base from across the country, which that is very difficult to build 
She has not had to win a competitive Democratic primary before. She has often cast herself as a moderate. How will she appeal to Democratic primary voters? Hill Harper is going to test that. If she can get through the Democratic primary, it's going to be a tough race for a Republican to beat her there and try to unseat this image that she's a moderate. Greg, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about Republican Tom Barrett, who has been rumored to run for a Slotkin seat. We'll do that next. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. Welcome back to Media Business. We're talking to Detroit News State Politics reported Craig Mauger. Craig, Tom Barrett uh, has been rumored to run for Slotkin's spot. I've heard him say that at some events that I've been at. What do you think? He's running. I mean, he's in the race. That race is shaping up to be Tom Barrett as the likely Republican nominee for the U.S. House District that Slotkin currently represents and Curtis Hertel to be the likely Democratic nominee. And that is going to be a very competitive, very close, one of the key U.S. House races across the country that decides which party has a majority when all of this is said and done. Craig, I know that you've been covering the new education department here in the state of Michigan. I know you wrote that there is no constitutional concern, at least from Attorney General Nessel. I would imagine before the governor put this together that she had conversations with Nessel and others. Tell us about that story. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, this is one of those stories where there's a lot of political intrigue at hand because you know, Democrats do control all these different levers of government. But here is a feud among some of the Democrats. Governor Gretchen Whitmer desperately wants to do something to improve Michigan's education performance. She has decided to form a new education department to look at lifelong learning, learning before kindergarten, learning after, you know, adult learning, trying to get additional training and special certifications to improve our workforce. But the Michigan Department of Education, which falls under the separate elected entity, the State Board of Education, says, hey, we have, under the state constitution, the power to oversee all education in Michigan. How is the governor going to take some of our power and move it under her umbrella? And that's what this fight is centering on. And it will be fascinating to watch whether there is a legal challenge eventually filed over this and how the courts will handle that. Greg, what's fascinating for me to watch, and I think the media in general, I think I could speak for the entire media, Donald Trump, with all the drama, with Mm -hmm. all the legal challenges, with all the division he creates, people have remained loyal to him, and he's still leading in the polls, and it's just amazing to watch. What do you think? Think about this. I mean, he's run for president and been the Republican nominee twice. So there are so many millions of people in this state 
who have probably voted for Donald Trump twice already. If you talk to anybody who works in politics, knows about how elections go, they will tell you once a voter has voted for someone once or twice, it's very hard to convince that voter that they made a bad decision. That's why incumbents win all the time in these offices. And there's dedicated supporters of Donald Trump who have voted for him twice, want to vote for him a third time against Joe Biden. His support is like concrete to him. The question with him is, can he get that little extra support to beat Joe Biden again, likely in 2024, that he couldn't get in 2020. He was 154,000 votes away. Will he be able to win over those voters? In 2016, when he won Michigan, he won by 10,000 votes. These are incredibly narrow margins. There are lots of people that like Donald Trump. There are lots of people who also will show up on election day just to vote against him. And that's the kind of, you know, this difficult quandary that the Republicans are going to find themselves in if he's the nominee. I know we're more than a year away from those elections, but if you had to guess right now, Greg, what are going to be the key issues for the way people vote? Is it going to be abortion? Is it going to be the economy? Is it going to be gas prices? Is it going to be jobs? Is it going to be the border? What do you think here in Michigan? I think abortion nationally will be a major issue, but because of what happened in 2022, that's generally in Michigan a settled matter. It's in our state constitution and protected now. So to a certain degree, you know, I think voters will care about that issue still, but I think that issue of the economy, inflation, those are going to be driving subjects. I think increasingly how candidates respond to and feel about climate change is going to be a major issue. I mean, you just look at the severe weather that is increasingly happening across this country. And I think how to respond to climate change. I think the issue to watch, specifically in Michigan, the wild card issue is electric vehicles. Governor Gretchen Whitmer is doing all she can to help the auto industry convert to electric vehicles. When Donald Trump was last in Michigan, you heard him make this comment. The electric vehicles are going to decimate Union, the UAW in Michigan, the auto manufacturing industry in Michigan. You know, he's saying it takes fewer workers to make these vehicles. It's going to basically overhaul how the auto industry operates. And he's questioning what that will have as an impact on Michigan down the road. I think that's the issue to watch. How are voters going to respond to this division over how many resources we should dedicate to promoting electric vehicles. We have two more questions for Craig. Craig, how big of a role will the transgender issue play in the election? You know, I think Republicans are going to continue to talk about it. Whether it's an issue that moves voters or change voters' minds, that's yet to be seen, I think. I mean, we just saw a gubernatorial candidate in Michigan, Tudor Dixon, make those kind of cultural issues the focus of her campaign. And she lost by 11 percentage points to Gretchen Whitmer, who has focused on what she calls kitchen table issues. So, I mean, it's yet to be seen whether that actually changes any of these independent voters' minds or not. And then final question for you, Craig, has state and local media done a good enough job in reporting on politics? What can we do to be better? 
You know, that's a wonderful question. I'm the worst person to judge how we've done because I'm completely biased because I'm one of the people doing the work. Mm -hmm. We can always do better. I mean, I think you would say we all understand that the media has generally fewer resources to do the work that's needed to be done than it had before. I mean, there should be twice as many people doing this reporting out there digging up stories than we have currently. But that's no excuse for us to not continue doing the work and showing up each day and doing our best to dig out every piece of information that we can. We got to do better, though. We got to, you know, constantly be pressing out there to inform people and to get people's attention and then present information in a way that people want to consume it. If you want to know what's going on politically here in the state of Michigan, you've got to follow Craig Mauger from the Detroit News. Craig, I appreciate your time so much, sir. Thank you. Hey, it was wonderful. Thank you. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We'll see you next time.